0: Mic on. And now, folks, I present...
1: Mic
2: off.
1: Mic on.
0: Winter Blind 2021, Tuesday afternoon, February 2nd meeting. Enjoy. Mic off.
3: and physically challenged. The groundhog surely did see his shadow today, so we're going to have six more weeks of winter. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and the sun is really shining hot out there. It's, uh, it's about 30 degrees, <laughs> so it's pretty nice. And we've had some good exercise today. Um, due to the COVID-19, Camp Asabo is closed down, so we are having this virtual camp meeting at the Holly Seventh Avenue Church. To try to maintain social distancing, we have a panel of six people at eight foot tables so they can stay six feet apart. We also have seven foot canes so when they walk outside, the, the sighted guide can be six feet from the blind persons that's being led. Today, this afternoon, we're going to have Dr. Alan Patterson uh, do a presentation on how to overcome uh, depression. And uh, I really liked what he said yesterday, and uh, I'm looking forward to what he has to say today. At this time, we will have the the song service David Hubble will lead out for that.
4: Let's turn in our hymn books to page 240, fairest Lord Jesus.
5: There is Lord Jesus.
4: the next song, 241, Jesus, the very thought of thee. 241, the next song. (laughs) Huh? <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> let's turn in our hymnals to 245 more about Jesus page 412, covered with his law.
5: and snow covered with
3: As you may know, that this uh, camp is sponsored by the Michigan Adventist Community Services. Here in Michigan they have many uh, p- places where people can come and get clothing, they get uh, food, uh, sometimes furniture that they need. And uh, today our panel got a chance to go down uh, Town Holly to the Adventist Community Services and have a tour of that place. Um, David Shin uh, works very regularly down there, and he has told me so many experiences of how people's lives have been helped by that service down there. Uh, David has told me that he would be willing to tell some of the, the stories of how uh, people have been blessed because of the Adventist community services. So, if you'd like to, you can go up there if you want to, or, or sit there, whichever you decide. And you can take your mask off so we can hear you better. <laughs>
0: Uh, June will be eight years with the community center. Um, as Larry said, uh, the, the blessings from it are abounding. Yeah. It just uh, just hard to believe some of the things uh, I was talking to them about. Uh, have a a lady out here on Fish Lake Road that she said, "Well, Dave, you know I've got some things in my in my garage, and I'd like you to take and." Uh, Take them, some of them you can go ahead and use down to the center. She said, I need to get the garage cleaned." so I went on over, and that was on Sunday. Got the stuff out, and the last thing I packed up on it was one of these old-fashioned kitchen tables. It was the chrome legs. Actually, it was like a collector's piece. And uh, had five chairs with it. And uh, so, put it on the back, threw a tarp over the top because I didn't have enough time to go ahead and, and get everything put away. Tuesday came along, down to the community center, had a bunch of uh, cereal come in. Yeah, we get cereal every once in a while, and a few people bring us a whole bunch, I mean, different kinds and that. So went ahead and, and got that, and one of the ladies that has four kids, and it's, she's a regular, and uh, I said, hey, we got a bunch of, of cereal, so why don't you see, just go through here and let's see what we can get with all, all the kids be happy. And so they went ahead and made their choice in that. And uh, so uh, after we were all done, I said, "Well, boy, this would be nice. Tomorrow morning you can all sit around the kitchen table, have cereal together. It'd be great." And she says, "Well, yeah, but we haven't got a kitchen table." Amen. And two days before, what did I get? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I mean, you just can't get over the feeling. I I went down, I said, you'll have one after four o'clock, because that's what time we close, or thereabouts. So, uh, went on down. I mean, these kids are patting me on the back, thank you, Dave, and all that, because she introduced me to them, and I had met a few of them when they were down to the center. But things like that. um, Went over, one of the people I know in the trailer park was having trouble with her. washer went on over. It was easy, it was just a connection, so that took care of that. But the next door neighbor said, well, you know, I hate to bother you, you're helping, what was her name, Carol. And uh, so I said, no, it's not a bother, the community center's for the community. So we went on over next door, and and, uh, boy, the washer was in bad shape. I mean, all the bearings were out of it and everything, and I said, well, I'll tell you what, I had just got one. I'll be right back. Went down, picked the thing up, put it on, took it on down, got the old one out of there, put the other one in. I had to change around the plug on it, but it was no big thing. But this is a thing that just constantly goes on and has gone on for, for eight years. I mean, the want is there and it's almost always the Lord's got a provision for it. You know, and it just brings it in. We have people that come in almost weekly, and I don't know whether they go out and just buy this food or what it is or whether it's stuff that they just have extra, but they just got to bring it in. And it's, you know, 10 to 12 cans, stuff like that, along with other things that they have. Uh, Like I say, some of them, it's so regular, you'd think that they were going ahead and buying the stuff and bringing it in. I had just this afternoon a lady call me and she goes ahead and works with Several of the churches around Annette, and she gave me calls to Dave, can you help me? I got a whole truckload of of food. Took a little break here from the blind guys and, and went on down and uh, we unloaded the whole trunk load and practically a back seat full. You know, and I mean and this isn't advertised or anything. I mean it's just it's it's really a blessing. People come in at the same time. We had a couple guys that were regulars in and out of the place and that and well dave let us help you made the job a lot easier but our timing was impeccable they just went ahead and helped me do it uh went ahead with the guys down there today and showed them around the place um it is a blessing it's just a blessing i mean i think anytime you do anything for somebody else you should be looking for that in your life anyway i just wish i had started about 20 years earlier
3: yeah. Amen. The it's Lord. just uh,
0: it's been very nice I mean people have been very nice uh, I started off down to the community center and I thought well you know I don't know how many people even know us here so I just had a bunch of leaflets telling what we did and where we were at and, that. and I went from store to store introduced myself and that within two days I had $1600 in donations Amen so, you know, I mean it's just uh, the uh gas valve on the, on the dryer went bad. Had the money. You know? So it's just um it's like I say it's it's just it's a constant thing. Uh you can't doubt the the ways of the Lord. I mean, he's just he's he's got you covered. You you may doubt about it and fret about it and everything else like that. But if he if he doesn't provide it right then, it's for a reason. So it's uh, it's really quite wonderful we have a, a storage, house here at uh, it's uh, like a, twenty eight by twenty four, uh, tall sided garage. It has ten foot walls inside. So after being there for ooh, couldn't be anymore more in a few years, <laughs> I had to go in and put a. Four foot wide shelf all the way around at six foot, so that we could get the stuff up off the floor and have more storage. It's just been wonderful. I mean, people are just very happy to donate, Amen. and it Amen. just keeps on going. So, um, think about your community service. We've got enough here. We've we've went over to Lapeer and gave clothes and stuff like that there. Up to Flint, down to Pontiac to the they got two or three places on Baldwin that are for people who are off. They're just housing them off the street. And, of course, they're just happy to get this stuff. So we've done that. It's just, um, it never ends. Had the uh, dam break up uh, by uh, Midland. I can't think of the name of the little town. Stanford? Stanford, yeah. Stanford, yeah. And uh, went up there with a whole truckload back and front and everything. Uh, better than 300 sets of uh, sheets and and uh, pillowcases and stuff like that, along with towels and washcloths, uh, just a multiple amount of stuff. Bring it in there, you'd think we'd bought them in gold. It was just, I mean, they were just so tickled, thanked us. I mean, we had a half a dozen people thanking us. We unloaded, went ahead, and, and uh, they said they'd go ahead and give us a call back on stuff. So, I mean, it's just... Um, the opportunity's there if you just go ahead and take the time to go ahead and jump on it. There's, there's people everywhere that need help. So uh, I, I feel very fortunate. I mean, uh, um, it just goes on, like I say. I mean, I'll, I'll get calls. Uh, I'm getting out of work uh, Friday afternoon, and a lady calls me and says, I've, my next-door neighbor's got a bunch of stuff, you know, but the apartments are so small here she can't keep it. And I said, well, I'll come right over after I get out of work. And so went on over, TV set, table and chairs, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, Christmas tree, artificial Christmas tree. Just, I mean, it just goes on and on. I'll go through town two, three times a week, and there's boxes of stuff out in front of the place. So I'll go in, put it inside, and that's my work for next Tuesday. and <laughs> It just starts all over again, so it's a wonderful thing, huh? Uh, if you haven't tried to get into your, your community service and your church and that, boy, you really should do it. It's, it, it gives back as much as you give. Amen. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you.
6: There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God. A place where sin cannot molest, near to the heart of God. There the place of full release near to the heart
3: I guess it's your turn, Dr. Helen. We appreciate you for coming and giving us some time out of your busy schedule to help us in our thinking.
1: <laughs> Testing. 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 Are we on? Okay. Good. All right. Um, before I get started Larry, I think I might have a few more slides than yesterday. Oh. So, do you want me to stop around 4 o'clock? You can go as long as you want to, I think. Uh, not have really pressing. Okay, okay. I'm not trying to monopolize time, but I just didn't know if you did have something. Okay, okay. I think I can keep it under two hours. All right. So, again, continuing on in depression. Um, Larry asked me yesterday if I had any testimonies or anything. Um, And I don't know if I've got testimonies, but I've got stories. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's interesting. When I first... um, Learned how to do the depression seminars. I think it was within a week that I'd come back. I had a, a gentleman in my exam room. He was about 38 years old. And his mother had uh, terminal illness. And he had changed his job. So two major life stressors. And... He said, I don't want to go on medications for depression, but I'm afraid I'm depressed. And I told him, I said, well, you happen to be in excellent luck. Your timing is perfect. I said, I just went to some meetings and um, I wasn't going to put the seminar on right then, but I took um, the six things I talked to you about last night, yesterday afternoon, about drinking the water, the exercise, reading Proverbs, eating walnuts, almonds, uh, listening to classical music. Um, and I, I, I gave him five of those. I didn't give him six, actually, that time. I said, I'm going to give you these five things to do. And I want to see you back in two weeks, which I would never have had somebody back that soon with depression if I had started them on traditional medication and treatment. But because this was something new and different for me, I didn't want to lose track of him. I didn't want him to spiral out of control and um, kind of lose track of him, like I said. So I saw him back in two weeks, and he was doing very well. He was doing very well. And I had him back in another four weeks, and then I had him back, I think it was about two months. And during that two-month period, he had gone through Thanksgiving, and he had a little rough go during Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving in that But um, all in all, he did very well. Uh, um, Again, his depression was, um, I wouldn't say unique, but it was based on those two significant things, and we'd caught it early, and he was motivated not to take medication, and he did very well. So again, the lifestyle choices, the lifestyle changes that we recommend in these in these talks, um, if you apply them, can and do work. If you don't apply them, I can guarantee you they will not work. So um, with that, we'll go on with today's part two. The hit categories... Um, we had talked about yesterday, um, genetics, developmental, lifestyle. Um, lifestyle is um, um, entertainments and things like that. Circadian rhythm, your sleep and wake cycle, addictions, um, and nutrition, and... Toxic substances. And um, I don't think too many people purposely go out and eat toxins. But it is interesting that some of the toxins that are in uh, foods and that. One one common toxin is mercury in fish. Um, And unfortunately when you buy fish, they don't have a sticker on it that says how much mercury is in that fish. So um, that's something to be aware of with that. And social grief, complicated grief... Uh, medical conditions, and frontal lobe um, deficiencies and um, issues with the frontal lobe. Uh, Interestingly enough, the frontal lobe is our decision-making part of the brain and has to do a lot with addictions. And we will talk... Um, Thursday about cognitive behavioral therapy and that is where the frontal lobe is really important working with cognitive behavioral therapy and being accurate with our information. It's amazing and I don't want to tip the hand but we lie to ourselves really better than we lie to anybody amazingly enough. but Today we're going to look at the lifestyle category um, as we had mentioned yesterday, our developmental and genetic categories we really can't do much about, but, um, as I mentioned yesterday, the developmental category, there may be things that we can help our children, grandchildren, or perhaps friends, and friends of, ch- uh, children of friends. Um, lifestyle, again, getting our mental health in tip-top condition, um, Think of it like you would your body when you're getting ready to run a marathon or get ready for bike camp in the summer and getting in condition and getting ready to be active. A regular exercise program is good for the mind. Remember yesterday I told you you can't take your brain out of your head and just put it in a jar at night or whatever. Um, So what we do to our physical body, our lungs, our legs impacts our brain as well, uh, the body as a whole. And yes, you can work on certain areas, kind of focus on them, but it still spills over into the whole body. If you eat junk food that makes you get fat and flabby, it doesn't just affect the gut and the arms and the hips or whatever you want to call it, it affects the brain too. So um, putting in good nutrition for the brain as well as the physical body and exercising the physical body, getting good air intake, getting plenty of oxygen is going to help the brain as it will help the arms and the legs as we're running or lifting weights or whatever. So... um, Breathing fresh air. I don't know why I put regularly, or rarely breathing fresh air. I think I meant to say regularly breathing fresh air. Um, so getting outside to exercise is important as much as possible. And some of us may live in areas where it's easier to get maybe into a park or a, a, a more natural area, a beachside, a a streamside pathway or whatever where we can get a nice walk and get that nice clean air. But as much as possible um, getting out and getting this exercise. And actually water does help clean the air. Um, so if you do walk by an ocean where the waves, the surf is um, mixing the air and the, the water um, that will help clean the air too. So um, And it's soothing for a lot of people to hear that surf um, pounding. So exercise, aerobic exercising, and um, what do you think the best kind of exercise is for you to do? Walking. Anything else? Gardening. Gardening. Any other exercises that you think are good to do?
2: Squeezing hand grips.
1: Squeezing hand grips, okay. Curler, curler exercise, lifting weights. Lifting weights, yeah. Swimming. Swimming, okay. One, the, the best exercise I tell people to do is their favorite exercise. Amen. Okay. That's all of them. So, um, swimming is a great exercise. There's no impact. It gives cardiovascular exercise because of the swimming and it gives resistance so it builds your muscles. But if you don't have a pool, I don't know anybody that wants, anybody want to go swimming after the meeting today? We'll go down to the lake and jump in the lake and go swimming? Okay, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. So if, if I said swimming is the best exercise and you don't have access to an indoor pool, then guess what? Dr. Patterson said I don't have to exercise because swimming is the best one and I can't do it in January or February in Michigan. So so truthfully, the best exercise is one you enjoy. It's not uncommon for us to want to avoid exercise. So walking is a great exercise for many reasons. Um, it has low impact. Jogging puts a huge impact on your hips and your knees. And you can pretty much walk anywhere, anytime. Now, I know sometimes we get ice in Michigan and things like that, but usually you can get someplace and go for a walk, even in Michigan, even in the wintertime. So walking is a very good one. But biking that we do in the summer with blind camp, gardening is a great exercise. And it's interesting with gardening that you mentioned that, Randy, that um, actually... There's something about gardening that is an additional benefit mm. than just the activity. Right. There is something therapeutic about nurturing the garden.
2: You're actually growing up for yourself. My uh, daughter did not like eating onions whatsoever. I had her plant an onion and it grew <laughs> herself. Yeah. Now she likes onions.
1: Yeah, she's eating the fruits of her labor. Yeah, so and I, I really think part of the gardening therapy that we get is because that is originally our our original home was in a garden and to tend the garden, and I think that's something that God has put in us really. To it's just how we're wired in a way. So gardening um, for exercise. <clears throat> You need to be on a program for at least seven days to recognize benefit. So, um, Dave, I know you do work out on weights a little bit more than I do. Um, the first day, if if you if I said, Dave, how about you work with weights with me and 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 help me out with some weights? The first day we went to the weight room, I wouldn't see any benefit, would I? No, it takes a little while. Exactly. So. Any exercise we do, it's going to take about seven days to recognize a benefit. And I do recommend sometimes to kind of start low and go slow. Don't try... There you go, exactly. So, yep. So, um, and uh, just as a thought here, it takes about 21 times to make a habit. So even after I've done my exercise for seven days, and I'm recognizing some benefit, it's still not a habit. So I need to keep going a few more days, and then it will be easier for me just to continue on because it's now become a habit. So max benefits with our exercise program in about three to four months, typically. Um, We've got a good habit established at that time. And we're uh, really recognizing some benefits from the exercise program. And when we walk, it's good to swing our arms if we can. We should use the whole body when we walk. Um, So whether you use hand weights, whether you want to carry hand weights, um, not such a big deal, but um, you can obviously. But moving your arms as you walk um, helps the circulation and helps move the arms and also, obviously, toning up the muscles as you do it. And as I said earlier, walking is better than running. Um, Running does put a tremendous impact on the hips and the knees and can obviously cause deterioration and damage to the joints. Um, When we walk, if we can, walk on a natural surface is the best. and obviously have a decent pair of walking shoes or boots. Um, today there's many, many different types of um, walking shoes that you can use. Um, obviously if you're walking in more natural terrain, you want a good solid sole. So that if you step on a rock or a root or something, you are you're you have stability with your uh, shoe in that. So... <clears throat> Dr. Nedley talks about interval training. Um, and if some of you took uh, track and field in the 70s like I did, they called it fartlek training back then. And what you would do is you would run fast, I think, for about 30, 40 seconds, and get your heart rate up, and then you would back down for another 30 or 40 seconds and have a recovery phase and you would do these intervals so you would go fast and slow, fast and slow. Um, This um, does improve your thyroid function which is good for us. You don't have to do this when you exercise and you don't have to do it real intense even if you didn't. Uh, If you did do it you can do it at a moderate level um, and do the interval training. So exercising vigorously and then resting. Yes, you are exactly right with that, Dave, that if you have an elliptical um, or the Stairmaster type things where you're not having that pounding impact um, and and you can set those to move um, at a faster rate or whatever, you're right. Yep, those are are definitely a a better option than um, running and having the impact on that, on your knees. Um, Sunlight. Like Larry mentioned earlier, today it is a very nice, sunny day. Um, unfortunately to me, um, the dermatologists have gotten a lot of press lately about skin cancer and avoiding sunlight. Um, sunlight is fine in moderation. It's needed. Um We should not turn into bats um, to go outside on a sunny day um, and get some sun is is good. And actually, uh, sunlight is a very good source of vitamin D, an excellent source of vitamin D. And I think it's about 10 to 20 minutes between 10 and 2 o'clock of sunlight. Exposure to sunlight gives you an adequate dose of vitamin D for the day. And you do not have to be out in um, a tank top and a pair of shorts. If you have on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt, you would get plenty of sunlight in that time um, absorbed through the skin. So um, it's important for serotonin production. Serotonin is... A hormone that is basically a uh, mood stabilizer that we all have. That's one of the things um, a lot of the medications for depression do. They help elevate our serotonin level. Whether
2: in a good mood or a bad mood,
1: that's all. Right. right. Because well, what happens is, as I go through my day, something happens. Um, I spilled my water on my desk. Oh. So, you know, I, I've got to clean it up before it runs onto the computer, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, if I don't have appropriate serotonin levels when I spill the water, it's a catastrophe. The, the serotonin doesn't have that mood stabilizer where I'm like, okay, I can handle this. Get some paper towel, get some napkins, whatever, soak it up and we're okay, without the serotonin, the appropriate serotonin, oh, no, what am I going to do? My computer's going to fry, and then I'm going to get fired from my work, and then I won't be able to pay my mortgage, and I won't be able to buy groceries for the kids, and my wife will divorce me, and and it just all unravels. So, again, the light is important for the serotonin production for that. Um, recommend about 30 minutes per day with the vitamin D in that. Um, in Michigan... Sometimes we don't have bright, sunny days like today. So there is bright light therapy. You can buy these lights, and you really want about 10,000 lux uh, lights, and you can set it up to uh, be shining while you're getting ready for work or um, eating your breakfast or whatever, and that can help with your... um, depression and getting your light therapy for the day. It's best within 10 minutes from when you wake up. Um, So it's good to get up in the morning. Um, And obviously in Michigan, I leave for work about 6.30 in the morning, so I have to get up before light. It's not light when I leave for work yet, but um, that's where you can do the, the light therapy. And... Back to exercise, it's best to exercise in the morning if you can. If you can't, that's okay, but if you can, it's best to get up and get exercising in the morning. Uh, That way you kind of get your blood pumping and you get ready for the day. A lot of times if people exercise later in the day, they can have a hard time getting to sleep. Um, they, They may not be able to exercise within four or five hours of going to bed because they have gotten their blood going and they've gotten their physical body and their mind charged up and and uh, can have a difficult time relaxing and going to sleep. Um, breathing, um, I mentioned doing five deep breaths five times a day, but even just during the day making sure you take nice deep breaths. A lot of times when we sit we kind of slump and slouch and it cramps up the abdominal cavity, pushes maybe a little bit if we've got a little bit of middle age spread, kind of pushes that up into the lungs, and our lungs really can't expand and get a good um, fill of air. So um, having good posture, standing or sitting for that matter, and taking nice deep breaths, improves the blood oxygen levels, um, which the blood oxygen supplies oxygen to all of our tissues in the body. It improves the heart and the mind, the function of the heart and the mind. Insomnia. Some people have more problems with insomnia than others. And part of insomnia um, can be addressed by what I call sleep hygiene. And sleep hygiene is not taking a shower or a bath just before you go to bed. Sleep hygiene is preparing for sleep and um, preparing our room for sleep or whatever, our bedroom, if you will. Um, We really shouldn't use the bed for anything other than sleep. Some people will go to bed and they'll take a book to read. They'll turn on the TV and watch TV. Um, And that's not really recommended because it's training our body that when we go to bed we're not going to sleep. We're going to be entertained or going to be awake for a while. So um, Then another thing is um, caffeine. Caffeine has a half life of 12 hours. So if you have a a caffeinated beverage for supper at 6 o'clock and you go to bed at 10 o'clock, I think you can do the math that you still have caffeine in your system. So it's likely that you're going to have a hard time going to sleep. So really, if you're going to go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock in the morning is when you should have your last caffeinated beverage. And I recommend you don't have a caffeinated beverage at all, but if you did. So eliminating your caffeine... (coughs) And really eating, if you can, it's best not to eat for six hours before you lay down, go to bed. It helps decrease your risk of heartburn, acid reflux. Um, The gut can actually rest now while you're sleeping instead of being processing your your last meal. Randy? Yeah, um,
2: it was told me that uh, if you stop eating at like 5 o'clock, you got four hours, your stomach has time to stop doing the digestive system. And then the fifth hour uh, from nine o'clock at night till midnight gives off one of the adorphins, And from midnight to two in the morning gives off the other one, serotonin or melatonin. But the body has to be at complete rest, including stomach, eyes, make sure that there's not a bunch of light. So the light comes in um, years ago, I worked third shift, and I would go to sleep during the day without being in a dark room. And I started getting tremors. Huh? Yeah. And once I darkened the room, the tremors went away. Everything. Yeah. Well, I never yeah. know about everything. Yeah. It's perfect. But you know me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, definitely, sleeping in a dark room is part of sleep hygiene. Um, and also not having any recognizable sound. If you play like a seascape where you hear the surf, that's not a recognizable sound. If you play um, music without words, but it is uh, tunes that does have words, that's not good because our subconscious will pick up and put the words in it. So you want um, white noise, if you need noise, and you want a dark room like Randy mentioned, all part of sleep hygiene, exactly. And at least five hours before you go to sleep not eating anything. And while we're on the subject of melatonin, actually, sleep before midnight is more productive than sleep after midnight. So if... I worked second shift, got home from work about 11, 11.30, went to bed at midnight and slept till 8 a.m. And Randy worked a day's job and went to bed at 10 o'clock and got up at 6 o'clock. His eight hours would be much better than my eight hours starting at midnight. So going to bed later is not good for us. Um, getting some sleep, you know, you don't try and get all eight hours necessarily before midnight, but getting some sleep before midnight is definitely uh, beneficial for us. And I like to sleep with a van going. I can yep. and, sleep too. Okay. And, and that van is fine because, yes, Dave, that's white noise. Yep, that's perfect. Yep. So um, I talked mostly about this slide already, um, about the sleep hygiene, the no, no noise or white noise, and staying still in bed, don't toss and turn now. I don't know about anybody else, but sometimes it's easy for me. I go to bed, I lay down, and I lay still, and the next thing I know, I'm fast asleep. And other times, I, I don't seem like I can get comfortable, and I do toss and turn. But as much as you can, try and when you go to bed, put yourself in a mode of sleep. So if you're tossing and turning, you're not going to go to sleep, obviously. But um, again, sometimes... Um, I might do something earlier in the day where I have a little ache and a pain and I can't seem to quite get myself comfortable. But, and I also mentioned the dark room. Yeah, I think it's
2: also important to have a nice pillow that you know, it's nice and soft. You have to get down and everything. They have the ones over the hotel, I think it's
1: just awesome. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and you're exactly right that um, the part of the sleeping is the mattress and the pillow. To have it so that your neck is not is held in a natural position um, for you to sleep. Yeah. So, um, moving on, shifting a little bit into thinking and our our mental um, attitudes. Pessimistic thinking <clears throat> actually causes anxiety. Perceived stress can add to physical disease. Um, but optimistic thinking does not predict the opposite of that. And part of the reason is depending on how optimistic you are, because you can be overly optimistic. And so that can cause problems too, because when you're overly optimistic and then reality hits, then you're kind of double-crossed with that. So optimism um, is good, but you need to have a dose of reality with it. So pessimistic thinking and optimistic thinking, um, avoiding negative thoughts, negative thinking. So on the subject of negative thinking, I'm going to give you an assignment today that I want you to go 14 days without saying anything negative. Now, so we're going to start today. So if you go two hours from the meeting and you say something negative, your 14 days starts again at zero there. So if you go two days from now and then you say something negative, you have to start again. Now, when I say negative, I can tell Sparky's thinking already, and he's saying, oh, I'm going to ask Larry to give me 100 bucks tomorrow, and if he says no, I'm going to say, well, Larry, Dr. Patterson said you can't say anything negative. <laughs> That's not <laughs> negative thinking. So during this 14 days, you can still tell someone no. But what we're talking about is negative thinking. What do you think we're going to have for supper tonight? Oh, it's probably going to be something I don't like. That's negative thinking, okay? Um, Do you think it's going to be a nice day tomorrow? Oh, no, I don't think it's going to be a nice day. I think it's going to rain. I think it's going to be bitter cold or whatever. That's negative thinking. Now, also in the negative thinking, um, that includes constructive criticism for this 14 days because I don't want to get the lines blurred so um if you don't like something that's fine to say you don't like something but for 14 days let's see if we can go without saying anything negative so the best way to do this is to think before you speak and to think positive thoughts um it, it it it's amazing at how negative even positive people are really but so 14 days without saying anything negative and like i mentioned excuse me um if you say something negative your 14 days starts all over again and like i said constructive criticism let's stay away with that stay away from that and if somebody Ask you something that the right answer to is no, that's fine to say no. Um, and it will be amazing to you at how you will redirect your thoughts and um, the difference in your attitude. Sparky, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to work on that. We're going to work on that, Sparky. <laughs> that does it. That
2: does it. <laughs> <laughs> That's We're, not fair. And, and another We're gonna, thing, Dr. Patterson, <laughs> is to uh, when you got Jesus living in your heart and you uh, have a better attitude, that helps with your negative thinking.
1: Amen. Yes. Very good, Dave. Cause when Absolutely. It
2: used to be when I didn't really have much Jesus living in me, and say I'd run into something and I'd get a, a wound from it or something and it hurt, it was more apt to do the cursing. But now when I run into something that would get the hurt or the bruise, I would say, Jesus, I love that. That feels so good. And that makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah. Well, and you
1: know, that is interesting because the Bible tells us even, Paul says, I learned to be thankful with much or with little. And if you think about it, if... If we believe the biblical promises about God, Mm -hmm. what will God not give us? More sin. More sin. God can raise people from the dead. Amen. God can heal people from illnesses. Mm -hmm. Um God even made money, they caught a fish and it had money in it. So if you need money to pay for your heating bill or buy your lunch, I mean, God can take care of that, go fishing, yeah. So the point is that the Bible tells us really that God can supply our every want and need. So Dave, your point is exactly right, that if you're walking with God, what do you have to worry about? If yep. you're a little low on money,
2: to get food
1: and stuff you need, you just get a hold of Dave Shinn and go down to the community center. And <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. And a quote from Ministry of Healing. Nothing does more to promote bo- health of body and soul than does a spirit of gratitude and praise. And that goes along very well with what Dave's saying too, or said, that when we have that spirit of gratitude and praise, um, it is good for our physical and our mental health. Um, and recognizing um, that God is with us to take care of things, and we don't have to worry about doing everything. Um you know what, Dave uh Larry, I um must be thinking maybe about tomorrow's slide cuz this is my last slide so we're really right on time. Hallelujah. So, yep. Yes. Another good thing too, wow. Laughter. Yeah. You know, this what that you name know, is, you know, when you find something else say try to look up the upside. Yep. Good like right. And, and I think, I, I would like to say, I, I agree with laughter being healthy. Um, we do need to be aware that when we cause a situation of laughter that we're sensitive to not making someone else uh, bear the brunt of that, okay? Um, and, and different people have different sensitivities, I know, but... Um, Sometimes if we think, I I know I've done some things. I'll tell you, um, I was on an elevator when I was uh, a resident. And there were quite a few people on the elevator. And it had uh, the low buttons for like a wheelchair accessible. And somebody backed up to make room in the elevator. And it pushed the button for the bell and it rang. And I said something totally not thinking of what I said. And I said, I thought I was the only one with a big enough backside to do that. And somebody said, Dr. Patterson, do you know what you just said? And, and I didn't mean it that way at all. But sometimes um, we do need to maybe think a minute before we say something. But, but you're right, though. Laughter is a good, um, it, it's healthy for us to laugh they say it's a medicine too. Yes it is. Yep, absolutely. So Yep. So lifestyle choices, sleeping, exercise, fresh air, sunshine um, and these are all like I say good things for us. Pretty much inexpensive um, obviously you can, you know, uh, spend a lot of money on exercise and you could design a special bedroom for sleeping and have a lot of money tied up in that with special walls for acoustics for your white noise or your fan or in um, that. But um, in general, things that shouldn't be too expensive and should be accessible for us to do um, to help work on our depression. Yep. And, and, and that's a very interesting point, and I've said that type of thing for years. If I had a health club membership that I spent $100 a month on, would you say that's an expensive health club or not an expensive health club?
2: Well, that's a lot cheaper than
1: Okay, it's cheaper than your equipment. There you go, Pastor. It depends on whether you use it. If I paid that every month and never went to the health club, it would be ridiculously expensive. But if I went two or three hours, four or five days a week, all of a sudden the cost goes way down of that health club. So, again, I'm not proposing necessarily that you do go to a health club, but like Dave said, if you buy equipment, exercise equipment, or if you do have a health club, and you don't use it, it's ridiculously expensive. Yep, Randy.
2: We were, we've been talking about vitamin D, the sun shining on us, but if you think about the S-O-N that lives within us, we have vitamin S,
1: salvation. Yeah. Amen. Yep, yep. So, yeah. So, okay, that concludes the Discussion for today.
2: Very good, Dr. Badger.
3: Thank you very much. Let's uh, have our prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you again for being with us today and protecting us from any harm or accident. We ask that thou be with us the rest of the day. For we ask in Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Mic on. Well, that's all for this presentation. Until next time, thanks for listening and God bless you. Bye-bye.